If I was to meet you out and about, how do you describe what you do? It's really difficult to put it in a nutshell, but I'd say that um, we make sausages. That's a good nutshell. Yeah, I know, and um, we make really good sausages, and we're three brothers. Our tagline's three brothers, no porkies, and it basically is a family-run business in Bristol. Um, It's grown from a passion for food, for pork, um, for making sausages. We have a good time. We're lucky we're doing something we enjoy. Uh, it all kind of started when um, my wife bought me a sausage-making machine for my birthday. Quite the present. Oh, no, a hell of a present. And, uh, <laughs> well, she would say sometimes it's good and sometimes it was the worst <laughs> present she ever bought me. But um, it was like a little Kenwood attachment that went on the side of a machine that helped me fill sausage skins. And I basically became obsessed with making sausages and like, loved it. And I was playing rugby at the time for Harlequins. And, um, God, so very different. Very different. But I always knew that, and there's been a lot in the press recently, that when you're playing rugby it can finish at any time through injury so you have to prepare for life after rugby and um, I knew that it was going to be something in food because it's something I'm passionate about and I wanted my own business and getting that sausage making machine kick started it for us how funny and like something you'd never thought about before until you sort of had it in your kitchen no but it kind of naturally it felt natural to me to be able to uh, yeah to to do that and as I said you know I came a little bit obsessed I was injured actually at the time I had a year out so I had time and as a rugby player you get time I didn't want to play Call of Duty like some of the other guys did I wanted to sort of not all the time anyway no and uh it was like, it just felt natural to start making sausages and made some good ones, made some terrible ones and then sort of put a tent up in a, the car park at Harlequins and started selling some and here we are now. So tell us a bit more about the products. So we've got four sausage products and currently three bacon products. The sausage products we've got um, a proper porker which is a, quite a coarse sausage. Um, it's minced uh, on a more coarse blade so it's not blended like a frankenfurter. Um, it's gluten free, it's mixed with sage, salt and pepper and it's a pretty simple recipe but really strong flavour um, we've got a little porker which is the same recipe but in a chipolata great for kids, uh, for the family and then we've got a porky black which is a favourite at events which is pork, black pudding uh, and dried apple and the black pudding's like got chunks in it so it's not completely blended through but oh. the dried apple's great because it's really sweet Yum. Uh, yeah, really, really good. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got um, the caramelised porker, which is um, some red onion chutney, and it's quite a sweet sausage, but again, a real favourite, especially on the barbecue at the summer. So those are the four sausages, all gluten-free, all high meat content um, on all our recipes. They're also made, all the pork's made from Freedom Food pork, so it's uh, high animal welfare, happy pigs, outdoor bread, um, which is really important to us as well. There's kind of a lot of food stamps out there, different uh, standards but we know RSPCA assured that those pigs are treated well uh, and that's really important to us and then in terms of bacon again it's freedom food bacon all back bacon unsmoked uh, and the smoked is smoked twice so you get quite a deep smoke flavor through firstly through the oak and then we smoke it again with beech uh, and all dry cured so you get a, a nicer product and for those that sort of like their bacon but don't know much about the process it's bacon that loads of water doesn't seep out of it stays in and it's more of an artisan product because it's dry cured and not wet cured anyway i could bore you to death i was just gonna say but that's interesting sorry just let's finish your range and then i want to ask you yeah, another that's question fine. um and then we've got one more product which is just about to launch which we're super excited about which is the uh, black treacle bacon so <sighs> 
it's, um, it sits, the whole back of the bacon sits in a, a barrel of black treacle for four days, um, gets rotated, and it looks different because it's got like a black rim around the actual slice, the rasher, but that's where the treacle seeps in. But the flavour that comes from the black treacle mixed in with the salty cured pork is incredible. Um, I think it's one of the best things we do. Uh, and genuinely, everyone at Hog HQ is really excited about launching it. So I think mean, anyone who hears you talk about it <laughs> yeah. makes it makes them really excited. Yeah. But you've had to, have you had to learn about all of this? I'm fascinated. Obviously, yeah. you started with your machine, but like, how have you like? immerse yourself in the development of these products well that's the thing because we're not we're not farmers we're not going to say that we're farmers and we're not butchers but we've learned in a different way you know i learned through books i learned through youtube through trial and error and just through going out there and speaking to people um and we've learned all the processes it's something we're passionate about so when you're passionate about something you just take it in and we've gone out of our way to go and visit a lot of different farms a lot of different butchers and picked up things along the way and now feel quite confident in sort of discussing it and, ha- and all the processing. And the process is really important. Ultimately, that affects the final quality of the product. So whether it's wet cured, dry cured, what smoke it is, what wood we use, what blend, what mints, there's a lot that goes in. And sausages are even more complicated than bacon just because everyone's got an opinion on the texture, on the skin, on the flavour. It's all blended up. And I think nowadays loads of people are more aware Everyone's more aware of not only where things come from, but they want to know if a sausage, yeah, is how it's blended, what cuts. Because before, a sausage would be, people would sweep up the butcher floor, mince whatever was left, whatever it was, and mix it with salt and pepper. Nowadays, people want prime cuts and they want to know what's in it. Um, Again, I could talk to you about sausages for hours, and maybe it's for another day. (laughs) It's like, this is my party chat. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if I went on a date and started talking about sausages, I don't know how that would go down. <laughs> it's lucky you're married with three kids, yeah, isn't it? I know. <laughs> True, yeah. So, I mean, rugby itself is a career that is, you know, takes some real passion to mm. have to commit to. It's interesting that swap that you've made between, you know, how was that pursuing a career in sports off the back of you know, everyone going in their different directions. I'm interested to hear a bit more about that. Well, rugby is like, it's not just a job, it's like a lifestyle, you have to live it. So you have to, rest is just as important, nutrition is important, and it's a lifestyle that you have to be completely committed to. And I was so lucky to be um, not just involved in a good rugby team at Harlequins and, and at play for Bristol, but I was lucky to do something I really enjoyed every day with a great group. So I always said to myself, when I finish playing rugby, I want to do the same. And again, here I am. You know, it's not everyone's natural progression from playing rugby to making sausages, but it's been good fun. Yeah, I love that idea, though. That Well, I guess it was a hobby to start with as a kid. Big time. Yeah, so that turned into a career, and it gave you a taste of what work can feel like. It's amazing, because yeah. often it's the other way around. People are doing jobs that, you know, they get fed up with, and then they're like, oh, I want more satisfaction. But you'd set the bar so high... You've got to have something you get up and you wake up and you think, I really want to commit to. And it doesn't feel like work. Sometimes, yeah, it does. There's a lot of unglamorous things that we do that you have to get by. And if I'm being completely honest, when you finish playing rugby, you know, I have been outside of my comfort zone, running your own business, the challenge around that. And not being part of a team, I guess. I mean, you are with your brothers, but it's it's a lot smaller than being part of a rugby squad. Yeah, and you're around, like, 40, 50 very, very competitive beasts of blokes that... 
we're all in a group. They all want to play on the weekend. Not everyone can play. Some are injured, some don't get selected, some might not have the contract they want. But ultimately, you're playing at a high-level professional sport and it's very competitive and everyone's ambitious and it's a great environment to be in. And when I finished playing, I thought to myself, I'm going to really miss that. And there's elements I get from running my own business, but some of it I do miss. Game day, I miss that feeling. I certainly don't, don't miss feeling like I'd been in a train crash on a Sunday and I was getting old towards the end so you know my body was battered and ultimately you know a specialist said you know I don't you can't play rugby anymore hard um, for you really difficult and it's a big thing in sport now you know how people retire exit strategy out of it but when your career is taken short then you do have to the mental side of sport is huge but loads of that loads of those mental sides the beliefs the culture that we had in sport that I've experienced I've been able to take through which has been brilliant yeah it's such a good foundation for running your own business it's like all the bits that you need I mean there's absolutely loads of things that you can take values wise and culture wise uh, and move that from rugby and sport through to business Um, and that's what we've tried to do it just literally started from you mentioned the tent in the car park take us now through to where you are today because you know, that's grown quite quickly, quite fast. You're getting your brothers involved and all that, fill us in on all that yeah, bit. Yeah, so um, Jolly Hog, Josh and Ollie Jolly, um, oh. yeah, where, we, where we got it from. Nice. Um, yeah, and Josh was a carpenter, so I said to Josh, look, I've started making sausages. It, it's really good fun, like, you need to get involved in this. And uh, he was like, all right, I'll give up being a carpenter and I'll jump on board. Uh, we then got Max on board. Max is the middle brother. Um, he's got a bit more financial nous um, and was a ship broker. I convinced him to come and chase the uh, sausage dream with us. So Ollie, Max and Josh. Max does, yeah, say more of the finance side of it. I do more of the commercial side of it. And then Josh has more operations. Um, so we split the roles up that way. And, you know, from the, the tent and the gazebo on that first day of trade where I think we took 500 quid thought we were millionaires actually cost us probably about a thousand pounds to be there in <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, yeah. when you sit down and do the sums yeah, it wasn't great but from that point we we thought right we're on to something and there's been loads of little things along this sort of journey it sounds cheesy the journey over the last eight years that have spurred us to go do you know what we've got something good here you know whether it be Michel Roux saying that our sausages are the best in the business on National Sausage Week or you know some shameless publicity with someone shaving it into their head in front of 80,000 people these and aren't too shabby let's no, be honest no, 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 no. really <laughs> that's good. pretty good yeah, really good we've been lucky in that fact so where we were then with the tent we've gone to Glastonbury we've gone to Silverstone Twickenham some big premium locations and venues and we've built up a pretty good sustainable events business where we can take mobile pop-up kitchens cabins airstream trailers food villages and sell our products and and that's good fun and seeing people enjoying them at these events is great so satisfying brilliant yeah Um, and it brings us on we're recording today at M-Shed which is great like on location of your new spot tell us a bit more about what's happening down here so down here on the docks they're putting together some shipping containers they're building them up a bit like a box park concept in Shoreditch yeah and they're creating a food hub uh, destination and we're just going through the uh, sort of final stages of negotiating that it's really exciting um, we've always wanted to open up a sausage restaurant um, a sort of flagship place that's open at the moment we've always done event work where it's Saturdays Sundays moving around the antisocial times yeah yeah exactly <laughs> this is going to be open all day every day 
breakfast, lunch and dinner and it will be great. Um, we're really looking forward to it and we think it's a great area. Yeah, really excited to be part of like, that sort of new buzz down here mm, as well. It'll be time. really cool. Yeah. We're talking about all the good stuff. Tell us about the challenges because <laughs> okay. there's got to be some good ones. Um, yeah, mm. fill us in on what things you found most tricky. Well, I think um, when you're building a business, then I think probably some of the most important things I've learned is you, know, you need good people, like build a good team, um, reliable people that work hard and sort of share the same sort of ethics and values that we do in the business for quality and that's been a real challenge like finding good people not saying that there's not good people out there but people that buy into what we do also that's you know a kind of a new skill I guess isn't it in terms of managing employees I'm sure there's parts of your career you've had to manage various things but actually managing employees is yeah it is it is really tough and actually quality across the board is, is really important to us whether it be packaging product service staff it's really really important to us because it sets us apart from loads of other people that are doing similar things and as we grow as we sell more sausages whether it be in Ocado whether it be in Sainsbury's whether it be here down at the M Shed keeping quality high is really important to us and if we're selling X amount of units each week we need to make sure that the delivery and execution of that is spot on so people come back because we haven't got like hundreds of thousands of pounds to spend on marketing so people need to try our sausages or food and say do you know what that was brilliant I'm going to come back and have more so we recognise that that's really important the word of mouth the strength of word of mouth especially in Bristol you know it's a small place that's got uh, a great buzz and you quickly hear about something if it's good uh, and we recognise that's pretty important. Yeah, spreading the good word. 100%. Talking about, you know, being based in Bristol, being based in the West Country, what things have you found, you know, have helped you by starting up a business around here? Yeah, there's absolutely loads of inspiration around Bristol. Um, Loads of people doing some creative things, not just with food, arts, music, everything. And you can just walk around. If you walk around on a weekend around Bristol, you just pick things up. It's brilliant. There's loads of nooks and crannies. I was saying to you earlier, I've lived here for a long time grew up here and there's still loads of areas I don't know that much about and it's ever changing we're also really lucky in the fact that we've got a nice network because we've been here for a while there's people that will do things for free sausages we've got plumbers electricians chippies that you know a lot of them will do anything for a free you've sausage you've got a very good bargaining tool yeah, if you were doing you know accounting software I'm not yeah. sure maybe like <laughs> such, such a pull I know I know but you, you'd be surprised how far it goes we've got these things called hog checks jolly hog checks and it looks like a checkbook and it's RBS, Royal Bank of Swine, and it goes so you far. You have people, so much yeah, fun with this, don't know, you? People love it. Um, what advice? What advice do you wish you'd been given before you started out the Jolly Hog? That's a really, really interesting question. What, what advice? I think be really clear about our objectives. When we first started, we kind of we've grown organically. We always said, right, we want to be the best premium pork sausage out there and we've always said that we've always lived by that you've got to um, aim high aim high shoot for the stars uh, what was it shoot for the stars we hit the moon anyway I love it any uh, cheesy line is yeah. very welcome around here <laughs> um, but yeah so I think probably if I was going to give any advice I'd say don't be afraid of being ambitious 
because we always are ambitious we don't always scream and shout about it but between me Max and Josh we are aiming high and because of that we feel like we are growing quite quickly and because we're ambitious you know we don't let things scare us we are outside of our comfort zone with certain things but you quickly get used to being outside of your comfort zone and pick things up and learn and change and, and we've been able to do that so we've grown we're by no means perfect but things are going well for us.